When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the new PFF NFL Daily. Here's a recent snippet from the PFF NFL podcast. You, you've you been to the All-Star Games. You were at the Shrine Bowl, sure. right? And you were also at the Senior Bowl. So I want to hear some Mike Renner takeaways. Who who stood out? Who stood out good and bad? Good and bad. And so now I, I don't think the bad, I'll just preface this by saying, I don't think the bad is um, as good bad as the good is good okay if that makes any sense mm-hmm. so like uh I, I don't think the guys who go there and just like you know have bad weeks sometimes that can be you know you played at a small school you just weren't ready sure you know this is so different it's whatever it's a it's a whole new scenario but the guys who really come there and look like just look head and shoulders above everyone else those are the guys whether it's you know terry mclaurin debo samuel yeah. the guys we've seen there in years past where it's like okay that's these are he's beating up guys who are going to be in the NFL. Yeah, that's so, the thing. That's good. the thing to me that I'm looking for mm-hmm. in senior and particularly senior bowl week. But those all star practice weeks, it's yeah. like, who are the guys that go there and just immediately look like they're at a different level to other people? Because yes. that has to be a valuable data point. So I think the guys who really did that at wide receiver, Tank Dell, Houston wide receiver, Michael Wilson, Stanford wide receiver. I also throw Jaden Reed, Michigan State wide receiver in there, but it's like maybe a little bit lesser degree. But those two guys, they didn't lose. And two different types of wide receivers. Dell, Houston wideout. He led the FBS in receiving yards, receiving touchdowns, but he's 5'9", 165. He's about as small as it gets. But, man, his game is eerily, eerily. And now I don't love all draft comps, but the Deshaun Jackson Tank Dell draft comp is like they move the same. They have the same level of speed. They're – uh, now, Deshaun Jackson was like a punt returner coming out. Um, but, like, when they are in the open field, no one catches them. And somehow they, they just, like, that caliber of athleticism is, is different. And it's it's easy to look different on Houston tape. But then when he's different against other, again, NFL corners, you're like, oh, okay. So I, I think Tank Dell could go in a very similar range to where Deshaun Jackson went. I think he could have a very similar career. So. He really stood out. Wilson, though, a guy who he just got hurt a bunch. I think he had multiple collarbone injuries at Stanford um, back in like 2019. He was, I think, their second leading receiver and just has not had a full season since. He hasn't had close to full season since. So, but he's a bigger dude, 6'2, almost 220, but he just got route running chops. You know, he has, he knows how to get off the line, knows how to get clean out of his breaks. Um, very impressed with him. So, those two guys, I think, made themselves a lot of money. The, the Tank Dell, Deshaun Watson, um, comp or just not Sean Watson, Deshaun Jackson comp is fascinating because Deshaun Jackson is probably like the archetype success story for that undersized speedster receiver that even if he's a one trick pony the one trick is so good that he's going to hang around for a decade or more and make every single team that he's on immediately better Mm -hmm. and we've struggled a little bit I think the league has struggled a little bit how do you identify that guy versus the guy that appears to have all of that and it just doesn't work no uh, the league's been trying to find that you know the uh, 
was it Dwayne Eskridge, Rondale Moore, um, Tutu Atwell. Tutu is a good example. Last year, Wandale Robinson. Everyone wants that next Deshaun Jackson. But I, I've I've not thought of any of those guys as the next Deshaun Jackson. So like what, say that. what separates, you know, Tutu uh, Atwell from Deshaun Jackson from to the extent where one works and one doesn't. And look, Tutu yeah. made some plays at the end of last season. Maybe he's going to come on. But like so far, we're not looking at this guy saying he's the next Deshaun Jackson. I think there's two big things. One's foot speed. And so like foot speed gets you off the line of scrimmage clean when you're undersized. You need straight line speed, but then you also need agility. Um, and a lot of guys uh, who have straight line speed, a lot of guys don't have both, right? Um, so I, I do think a Dwayne Eskridge was not, his foot speed was very average. A Tutu Atwell was not the same level of just like whatever that is, you know, foot speed again. And then it's being able to stop to, to be effective in that route tree of just like getting vertical, getting vertical, getting vertical. You have to be able to sell verticals and then stop on a dime to make any of that work or else everyone's just going to run with you vertical. And then because cornerbacks, NFL cornerbacks are very agile, you know, that that's like a prerequisite for the position. So those guys can stop on a dime and come back downhill very quickly. Whereas I didn't see that from Dwayne Eskridge. Um, I did not see that to the degree from Wandale Robinson that it's just like they're go from full speed to a full stop without you having any time to react and then can get back downhill for a comeback. So I do think that's one of the biggest things that gets not off talked about with these speed wide receivers is can they actually throttle that speed and you know create that separation that it takes? So I do think I see that from takedown. I think a huge part of it is also um, how your hands work during the route. Like you need to be able to get off you contact. Yeah. yeah, you have to be able to get away from the corner and separate because a NFL cornerbacks are too fast. Like the difference between even a speed wide receiver and a cornerback is not a lot mm -hmm. and if there is any difference, the corner can immediately negate that if he gets any kind of contact on you. Like if you if you get stopped for a split second, whatever speed differential you have over him is dead. And that's why like Richard Sherman with his four or five or whatever was never almost never beaten deep because it was so hard to get off him. Like yes, to get you touch you you're right, from wherever. Rid so of the contact. Yeah. And that's why like so um Rasheed Rice is really interesting to me because it feels like he wants the contact. He seems terrible at getting off that contact. Like he blows by dudes, but then almost seems to like reinitiate the contact and get stuck on a corner where that he should be separating like two, three, four yards down the field based off like how his physical advantage is over that guy. And he did not have a great senior ball. He, he was up and down because of that. Like he'd get stuck on DBs. And yeah. that's just the way of the world when you have that play style. And that feels like a thing that I, I, there's not too many guys you can think of that like struggled with that as a concept and mm -hmm. then fixed it. Like yeah. immediately yeah. figured out how to avoid contact and get clean off those uh, physical encounters with DBs deep down the field. Um, all right, other positions. Other positions. Uh, uh, defensive line, I thought a number of guys stood out. Will McDonald from Iowa State, probably going to be highest drafted guy that was there on the defensive line. I thought he had a good week. But the guy who like really, now I was high on him going in, but like came there and answered a lot of questions to me was Carl Brooks from Bowling Green. The, at Bowling Green, he was an edge rusher, which is why I was like, I want to see him because he's 6'4", 300, and he's not going to be an edge rusher in the NFL. You know, no, one, no one at that size is playing edge in the NFL. So he's an interior guy, but had never played there at Bowling Green. So he goes there and just looked like he belonged. You know, had a lot of good reps in the team period, a lot of good reps in the one-on-ones, and 
you know, against the run, double teams, we were about with those guys. It didn't look like a liability. You know, it wasn't elite or anything by any means, but like, I think he can play in the NFL at that size on the interior. So I think he made himself a lot of money. And then another off-ball linebacker with kind of like tweener size concerns, Ivan Pace Jr., the Cincinnati linebacker. He he's like a like a poor man's Micah Parsons. He's an unbelievable blitzer, unbelievable uh, at defeating blocks. But he is 5'11", 230. You know, so he's like Micah Parsons minus three inches, right? Minus twenty pounds. But man, he gets after it. He he had a rep in the actual game where Osiris Torrance is climbing to the second level. Osiris Torrance is six four, three forty five, and he put him flat on his back, like he pancaked a guard that size. I, I I I'm in awe of what he could do. He ran the fastest of any linebacker on the GPS. So no one's gonna want to draft a running back who's five, or excuse me, a linebacker who's five eleven just because of the coverage aspect in today's NFL. Can't shut down windows. One on one with tight ends is like it's just tough. But everything else besides that size is pretty sweet. So, so that's that's sort of sounding, other than the size part, a little bit more like a, a Dante Hightower than it is a Michael Parsons in terms of a guy who can rush the passer really well, not necessarily as an edge rusher, but if you get him matched yeah. up one on one versus running backs, tight ends, he just destroys those guys. Yeah. Well, he beat offensive linemen at Cincy too. <laughs> it was the weird like. I, I just there's no proof of concept for a guy that size ever rushing the passer at the NFL level. Right. You know, so that's the problem. Like even Elvis Doomerville was sub six foot, right? He was about the small, yeah, like five, shortest, 10, 11. tightest build. But Elvis Doomerville was what, like 5'11", 265 yeah. or something? Like he was load. So if Pace wants to gain 20 pounds, hey, I'd, I'd think about it. But just a unique skill set. So we'll see. I mean, that's how, how big Robert Mathis was pretty tall, right? Like he was 240 something. Um, Mathis wasn't that tall. I think Mathis might have been. I think he was tall. Maybe I'm making six that up. foot two thirty five. Six two. Six. Oh, was he? Okay. Yeah. I always. But he, he wasn't like a long rangey guy. But he was under two forty. He's one of the few to do under two forty. And now in that scheme, they kind of just let him not play the run, which is which helped. <laughs> but yeah, Mathis. That's that's interesting. <laughs>